Welcome to the Daily Writer Podcast, where we bring you tips and inspiration each day to help you build habits for writing success. For more resources, including your free Daily Writer Starter Kit, visit dailywriterlife.com. As you probably know, this week here on the podcast, we're doing a five-part series celebrating the launch of the brand new book, Write Your First Nonfiction Book, A Primer for Aspiring Authors, written by my friend and business coach, Anna Recorder. And the reason that I wanted to feature this book all week is because a lot of you tell me that you want to write books, and this is your opportunity to get a book that's literally going to give you the blueprint for doing that. So if you're an aspiring author and you've always wanted to write a nonfiction book, I want to encourage you not just to get the book, but to actually follow through with it and get that book finally written. In today's episode, Honoré helps us understand how to develop a good relationship with our readers and why book bonuses are so important. And as I mentioned in the previous episodes, you can get Write Your First Nonfiction Book on Amazon. And I also recommend signing up for Honoré's extremely helpful email list at honorécorder.com. Now, as a little quick bonus here, we also have five copies of the book available as a giveaway. And the first five people to leave a review of the Daily Writer podcast on Apple Podcast, if you haven't reviewed it already, will receive a print copy of the book in the mail. Just leave a review, take a screenshot, email it to me at kent at dailywriterlife.com along with your mailing address, and I will drop it in the mail. All right, here is the fifth part of my conversation with Honoré Quarter about her new book, Write Your First Nonfiction Book. Honoré, welcome back to our fifth and final segment in this mini-series on your new book, Write Your First Nonfiction Book. One of the things that I, one of the many things I really like about this book, and also about your other books on writing, is that you talk about stuff that I don't see a lot of other, I guess I would say, writing teachers talking about. And one of the things is book bonuses and doing things that help maintain the author-reader relationship. What, what's the what's the deal with that exactly? What's why do we need to be paying more attention to building a relationship with our readers? Well, you that's a great question, and I think it has a couple of different answers. One of them is I'm going to throw back to our previous conversation and say that you know, having a compact book allows a reader to think, oh, I can read this. Mm-hmm. I can read this. It won't take a ton of time to read it. Um, having bonuses allows you to, outside of the content of the book, provide information and resources and extra material to the reader that they can opt into or not based on their level of interest, their timing, and what it is that they need. So rather than including everything in the book and making a bigger book, you can simultaneously commence the author-reader relationship mm. and deepen the author-reader relationship by saying, hey, get the book's bonuses, which then they get more content and information if they want it. They also then are on the author's email list, allowing this dialogue to start. Because yeah. let's face it, I've sold some copies of this book to people I do not know and may never know unless they join my email list. They get an email from me and they say, hey, I got your book and I got these bonuses. I have a question or I have a comment or whatever. Like the books are bought at online retailers. I don't know who they are. I don't know who yeah. the people are. So unless they tell me, yeah. I don't know. And so book bonuses are a way for an author to create a connection with their readers that is outside of that retail situation, not taking anything away from retail because I'm not trying to get them 
to buy books directly for me. That's not the end game. I'm not trying to take something away from anyone. I'm trying to add something to the reader. So you can then create lots of cool things to add to your bonuses that will benefit your readers and, you know, in, enrich that relationship. Now, in all of your books, okay, for example, I'm holding this one up right here. You have a special invitation. Mm-hmm. I think in pretty much every book that you have, right? This is the way that you've structured them. Mm-hmm. So you have a special invitation right up front. Is that always... Is that always the only place that it should go? Or I've seen other books, like I think the Miracle Miracle Morning or some of the books in Miracle Morning, they have the same invitation at the front and the back. Is that overkill to have it in both places or is it okay just to put it up front? Well, you you can do whatever you want. It's your book. Um, There's some some things to consider. Um, I put an invitation in the front. I don't repeat it in the back. There's an argument for putting it in the front and the back because if, if you miss it in the front, if you buy the Kindle version, the Kindle version of any book is pretty much going to take you right to the introduction yeah. or chapter one, yeah. skipping over the front matter of the book. You actually have to go in search of the front matter. You have to go in search of the table okay. of contents and, and those sorts of sometimes the introduction. So depending upon how the retailer has structured where you go in the book, the reader may never see that. So how in the Miracle Morning books wanted it in the front and the back because we knew that. So okay. that makes sense. Okay. Um, I I don't repeat it in the back. I actually sprinkle the bonuses throughout the book. Right. Which I love that strategy. It's like such a, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of a word that represents like a really smart, ingenious strategy, but I couldn't come up with anything. So I'll just say smart and ingenious. Okay, perfect. I'll take it. And I'll I'll take that compliment. Thank you. From someone who's smart and a genius, I'll take that. <laughs> it's debatable, I, but I'll, I'll I go see you. <laughs> I see you. I felt I, seen. I, <laughs> and, and we could be here all day doing this, right? It's like such a Gen Z thing. I can say that because yeah. my son is Gen Z. I like it. You know, I, like it. I think, I I think so my daughter is too. Yeah, I like it. Okay, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit with that, but not right now. Okay. <laughs> so so the bonuses are sprinkled throughout the book, and I used to try to do like here's this URL for this bonus, and here's this URL for this bonus, and here's this URL for this bonus, and Lord have mercy, Kent, that's a lot of URLs, especially write more than one book. So I try to just distill everything down so it's very, very simple. So I create one URL, and it's actually an opt-in, and with an autoresponder email that has the bonuses. So it can be just one email that people get right away, so they opt in, they get the confirmation, they get the email with the bonuses, they can download them, go to the links, whatever that looks like, right? Explore the bonuses as they apply to the book. Yes. And then they are on my email list. And so now we have this relationship, they have the bonuses, everybody wins, but it's one URL throughout the entire book. And so there's no real need to repeat it in the back because they should have seen it a number of times throughout the book. So the idea with this is that they get on your list, you deliver the bonuses, and then there's something in that email that they get with the bonuses that say, hey, you've got the bonuses now, so glad you signed up for the list, yada, yada. Uh, Now you're going to be shifted in whatever language you would use. You're going to be shifted to my regular email list. And then then they're kind of dumped into that. And that's, that's the funnel for that, correct? Yeah, soon I'll soon you'll receive my regular ongoing emails and and you know you can unsubscribe at any time or whatever that looks like for you. Thank you so much. 
Okay. How often do you have people who sign up for your book bonuses who then write you back and say like, I love this. I love this. This helped me put it into practice. I assume that happens pretty frequently, doesn't it? Yeah, I do. You want to know why? Yeah, I would love to. Because I asked them to write me. I, in my, in my emails, I'll say, how did you discover me? Or how did you discover the book? Or where, like, I ask a question because I want interaction. It's not a relationship. If it's, you know, a book is the, is the opportunity for the commencement of a relationship, but it's really just me Mm. talking the whole time, which gets super boring, right? I want to, I want to know that there's someone out there that I'm not just talking into a void, writing into a void. So if someone takes the time to opt into my bonuses because they want more, I'm like, hallelujah, who are you? What are you writing? Right. What are you writing about? What are you hoping to, what are you hoping to do with your book? Right. Some, some kind of question. And I'll do this in my daily emails as well. Every so often I'll like ask a question like, or every email I'll ask a question of some kind and I'll get, you know, 30 or 40 responses, sometimes from the same people. I have the same five people that'll email me every day and make a comment or say something. And then I have new people that make up the whole rest of those numbers that just respond and and say hi. And it's coming straight to me. So it's me that gets it, which is cool. One thing that I have noticed about, and I've noticed this from, I would I would describe them as highly successful people, however you want to frame that. Sure. But I have I have noticed that none of the people that I know personally who I would think of as highly successful, none of them send really long emails. Like I've noticed you you tend to have very short punchy. Like I'm just talking like I don't mean yeah. like on email list, I mean just in back and forth. Um and I think because this is a podcast for writers, it's something that I think many writers struggle with. And I see it a lot of times is a lot of times Sometimes people have the impulse to send like these really long detailed emails when they're writing back and forth, which you can, that can take a lot of time. And then when you're replying back and forth, it's like all this time investment. So is there something to be said for in your just email exchanges with people, just keeping it short and punchy? Yes, because people like that. And so here's the fun, I got an email, here's two paragraphs, two short paragraphs from a friend of mine. And the title of the email is the daily H, which I thought was hilarious. Mm. And it says, hey there, just thinking of you and wanted to say, hey, I love getting my little daily write your book series emails. It's like you dropping me a little note every morning. That's cool. And I have a friend of mine who tells me that she um, gets her coffee and spends, you know, the one to three minutes it takes to read my emails in the morning. It's just how she starts her morning, which I take it such an honor. It's also funny when people say you send too many emails, I'm choosing out, which is why I decided to do the Saturday. Right review, right. right? So like, you're not going to make everyone happy, but you can, if you pay attention to what people are saying, um, then you can adjust a little bit if it makes sense for you to adjust. Right. I spent an entire year writing a short daily email for Monday through Friday. And then I added in the, the weekly recap. And then people said, oh, I love that. I love it. If I miss an email or whatever, mm-hmm. I get busy. I don't know about you, but I get several emails every day. One of them is from you, the daily writer. And I have like three or four that kind of all come at the same time in the morning and they each take just a couple of minutes to read. And so I leave them in there until I've read them. But there are times when I'm on vacation or busy for a series of days. And so then those 
four emails become eight, become 12, become 16, yeah, become they add up 20. Real fast. And then I go, I, I'm not, I don't have time to read these. And I go, delete, mm -hmm. delete, delete, delete. And some of them have that daily recap. So that on Saturday, yeah. when whew, I lived through the week, <laughs> it was fine. I can then take some time and go check out the ones that I want to yeah. look at. So I appreciate cool. that. So I try to pay attention to what I'm doing. How is it being received? What am I hearing about it? And also, how am I consuming the content of the people that I like? What are they doing that I like? Yeah. What, what ideas can I steal? Right. What? Yeah. yeah. How can I, you know, how? It, it, what is it? Is it in, in, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery? Yeah. Right. So I look at some things and, and I think, oh, you know, I like it when someone says it's going to take about four minutes to read this. Also, yeah. when someone's got a lot in there, I think, oh, I'm going to have to come back to this. Hmm. And you don't always come back to it. I don't always have time to come back to it. That's a fact. And it's a sad fact because sometimes I'll see something and go, that's really important to me. I want to see it, but it's not important enough once all the other stuff piles in on top of it. So yeah. I just try, try to be aware. Um, I don't think, again, people should get paralyzed or become stuck on, am I doing it wrong? Because I think when you know better, you do better. And the longer you do it, the more you adjust and find your rhythm. It took me a really long time. I'm 19 years as an author and I've been sending a newsletter for a long time and I started sending the daily emails in year 18. Hmm. So I'm a slow learner, but I'm staying in the process. You're doing it. But, um, but I figured it out. I figured out what I thought would work and it seems to be working. So we'll see, right? We'll see if over time my list grows or it doesn't. And then I may adjust. Sometimes I think, oh, and daily emails a lot, but then I get an email like that, or I have a yeah. conversation like with my girlfriend and I go, okay, well now, now they're wanting the daily email. If I try to give it up, I'm going to get some pushback on it. Isn't that funny? Right? <laughs> every time I think about quitting this podcast, like, cause I batch it every week or two. Yeah. And it, you know, it takes a lot of work to do a podcast. Like it takes a lot of work to do anything worthwhile. That's right. Every time I think about quitting, then I think about, oh, the people who tell me they listen to this show every day. I'm like, well, That's I right. can't quit now. That's right. That's you right. Know? And I like the short episodes because I like the short episodes. But then I also, I noticed this yeah. morning as we're recording this, it's Helen's episode. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, oh gosh, that's going to be, I'm going to drink that in like a, a, you know, a tall glass of sweet tea on a hot Texas day, right? Like, I'm like, okay, this one's going to be great. I'm going to savor this one. So what, what am I going to save it for? Is it going to be for a drive? Is it going to be for a workout? Oh, when am I going to listen to this? Cause I don't want to listen to it five minutes here and five minutes there. It's yeah. a, it's a longer, those episodes are longer. So I'm going to need about 40 minutes to listen to it. So when will I have 40 minutes that I'll be able to dedicate to listening yeah that's good and I look forward to it so I'm probably going to be cleaning something <laughs> I'm going to be doing something that's good for me Kent <laughs> I will happily <laughs> accompany you on your cleaning yes thank you I did notice that um I noticed that sometimes Ryan Holiday on his Daily Stoic podcast has like two over two hour conversations with people but then he splits them up into two interviews mm. and so I, there's almost this thing in the podcasting world of kind of leaning into these really long, super in-depth interviews and breaking them up sometimes. But I, I do think that's interesting having a show where you have little popcorn episodes, you're in and you're out in two or three minutes, but then you have the ones that are really long. So 
it's kind of like here's a bunch of little appetizers and here's like the buffet well and i think it also goes to show you what building a brand and a following over time because if it were 40 minutes of a different kind of podcast i wouldn't make the time to listen i'd go oh it's 40 minutes i don't have 40 minutes i wouldn't i wouldn't listen to i'll just go on to something else if you can do a two hour interview with someone and P- and you look at the metrics of it, the data and people are staying in for the whole time, then you're doing mm-hmm. something right. And yeah. that means you've got super fans and the person you're interviewing has super fans and they want to listen. There are certain people that I will say, oh, I, I discover them. I really like them. And I'll go into my podcatcher yeah. and I'll put in their name and I'll find too. all the podcasts I've they've been interviewed on. And I listen to all the podcasts that they've been interviewed on um, because there's always that one thing that they say that they've never said before. Right. And I'm like, there it is. They, right. they, they, they let the cow out of the barn. <laughs> yeah. There's right? always that one little thing you're like, oh, right. that was worth the whole interview right there. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Because they'll let, they'll let you into their psychology and how they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're creating the success that they're creating. And I'm really interested in that. I'm really interested in how high achievers and top achievers and successful people are getting things done and managing all the things. That's fascinating to me. So when I discover someone who's crushing it, for lack of a better term, I want to know what they're doing. And I want to listen to everything that they're saying so that I can learn from that and apply it to what I'm doing. That's good. Well, that's what I hope to achieve with with my show. I... I'm sure I have a lot to learn as an interviewer, as any anybody does, but um, you know, just takes time to get there, I guess. Well, I think it makes it easy when I have awesome guests like you. Makes my job way easier. Let's start where let's end up where we started. Thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you. you. Oh, thank you. I have to do it with an accent. I don't know what kind of accent that was, but (laughs) this has been fun. Thanks for making time to do these uh, these conversations. Um, I know you have to run in a few minutes, but gosh, Honoré, I just appreciate you so much for a variety of reasons. And I always really enjoy getting to promote your books and your content and and appreciate so much having you as one of our podcast sponsors. Anybody who listens to this show on a regular basis uh, gets to hear those ads, which I just love running. And I'm just so honored to be a part of your circle. So thank you again. Well, I feel exactly the same. It's an honor to to work with you and work alongside you and write books because you suggest them to me. I mean, I think we have, we're on the third one. <laughs> now, like the that. other day, the other day you said, do you have this book? And I went, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll write it down because they're all great ideas. If they weren't great ideas, I wouldn't add them to the production calendar. Right. But it, but the best-selling book formula and write your first nonfiction book were directly, were direct uh, recommendations from you as a writer who said, I, I need this. I needed this in my life. I need this in my life. People need this. And so thank you for, for the recommendations. I, I say, keep them coming because okay. I plan on writing a lot more books and my list right now is finite. So keep all the <laughs> ideas coming, keep the podcasts coming and keep your books coming as well. Thank you. Ken. Well, my, my pleasure. The, the next book I would recommend, one of them would be, how do you help writers think like a business person? I have so many conversations around this and it's been my primary struggle uh, as a writer. I probably have never said that before, but that's the number one thing I feel like is the, the thing that really, really holds people back uh, and artists in general from really having a business. Uh, just thinking like a business person on all the things that that entails. 
which I feel like I'm discovering. I just wrote it down. Oh. That's number four. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one. That's so another when one. you say I'm a, the most frequent guest on your podcast, there's a reason. Because <laughs> there's a reason. Suggesting books. I keep writing them. I keep coming back. Yeah. So we now yeah. know that how this happens. <laughs> yeah. There, there's like a, like a codependency happening here. So it's all, it's all good. I like it. So I think it's great. And well, I thank you again. It. This has been fantastic as always. And I can't wait to get these episodes out. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this series this week. Wasn't that fun? Uh, Honoré is so smart and so gifted, but also such an encourager. And I hope that you've really enjoyed this series and that you don't just enjoy it, but that you actually grab the book and you take action on it. Now, before I wrap up, I want to give a big thanks to today's sponsor, the Writer's Talk app. If you've always wanted to write a book, but you don't know how to get started, you'll love the Writer's Talk app. When you join, you get immediate access to hundreds of instructional videos, a tool to help you come up with more ideas, and best of all, a community where you can collaborate with other authors. This is a really cool thing, and Writer's Talk is only $4.99 a month. So, if you've always thought about writing, in addition to grabbing Honoré's book, I would encourage you to check out this app as well. It's only $4.99 a month, and you can check it out by going to writerstalk.app. That's writerstalk.app.